Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast with Pastor Joseph Gibson at Cranberry Community Church. We hope God speaks to your heart through today's message. I find myself creatively stumped. I sometimes still struggle, but I continue to show up for the process and try to remind myself of the possibility. And instead of telling each other to seize the day, maybe we can remind ourselves every day to seize the limitations. Thank you. I have uh, I've seen this video a number of times, and one of the things I love about it is this guy. Um, you know, he's an artist, and and suddenly he has this neurological condition where he can't draw a straight line, and he goes through the season where he just says, "Okay, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm throwing in the towel. I I, I can't do this." Uh, and eventually he comes to the point where he says, "Instead of throwing in the the towel, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say these are the cards I've been dealt, and I'm going to make the most of it." And uh, I love that because we're in kind of the season as a, really as a world right now uh, where uh, there are some cards that we've been dealt and, and we have uh, so many situations, uh, including within the church where we could uh, throw in the towel in certain areas. Uh, but uh, what, what we're being called to this year, I'm going to get into it a little bit, is uh, instead of throwing in the towel, we're going to say these are the cards we've been dealt and we're going to go uh, full steam ahead. Uh, we're going to talk about that some today. Um, but uh, when we look back on the year 2020, I don't think there's much debate that that's going to be remembered as the year of the coronavirus. And you've probably seen the symbol for the coronavirus. I have it on the screen for you here uh, from time to time. Uh, but uh, what I was thinking about this week and I was thinking about this virus, I actually thought of a symbol that I thought works better for the coronavirus. If you want to put that on the screen for me, it's the pause symbol. Uh, it's not a pig snout. Uh, it's not an electrical socket. It's a, it's a pause symbol. Because what happened when this coronavirus hit uh, was everything was paused. Uh, I don't know if you experienced that, uh, but anybody with travel plans, uh, they were put on hold. Uh, anybody that was planning on getting married or, or the celebrations, they were delayed. Uh, uh, any major life changes uh, were put on hold and it was kind of this wait and see what's going to happen uh, with this virus. Even as a church, uh, we were ready to launch on Easter Sunday, but that was put on pause uh, as everything was shut down. We were in the middle of renovations when it first hit uh, and we went into this holding pattern of uh, no more large expenses until we find out what's going to happen here uh, because we just didn't know what was going on. And uh, what happened in that moment was whatever we were focused on at the time, uh, our focus shifted uh, onto this virus. I don't know how much uh, it's impacted you personally. For some of you, you've lost loved ones. It's kind of been a worst case scenario. Uh, scenario For others, it hasn't affected you too much personally. But I think there are a couple things that we can all agree on here. The one is that uh, we can't wait for this thing to just be over with. Um, that's one. Uh, and that to some degree, this virus has put some aspect of our life on hold. It's put us in this holding pattern. And what we saw was how quickly uh, one thing like this can create a pause. It can create us to put things on hold in the physical. Uh, but church, what, what I want to talk about this morning is it's just as easy 
for our spiritual life to go on hold, to go on pause, to go in this kind of wait and see uh, period. And subconsciously what happens is our pursuit of God, because our focus is drawn to thousands of other things, our pursuit of God goes into this holding pattern and we say, uh, I'll, I'll pursue him with my whole heart uh, whenever everything in this area is settled. And as I was praying uh, over 2021, and I was saying, God, what is, what is a word for our church family in, in 2021? I felt like what he said to me was, we need to enter a season where we set aside this mindset that we'll pursue God with our whole hearts when it's more conducive to do so. Uh, we need to be a church that says, uh, we're going to uh, pursue God with our whole heart right now. Here and today, we're not going to wait until this is settled. And maybe it's not the coronavirus at all. Maybe there's a situation in your life where you've been saying, when this is settled, I'm all in. When this is settled, I'll pursue him with my whole heart. And, and that's actually the specific word for our church this year, is to be, be a, a church of wholehearted pursuit of God. In Hebrews chapter 12, it says to set aside everything that hinders and to run the race, to run after Christ Jesus with perseverance, to set aside anything that gets in your way of pursuing God and focus on God. You know, we, we go through these times and we say, when this is settled, I'll pursue him with my whole heart. In the word of God, it says that today, church, is the day of salvation. Uh, something else I saw this week um, in Matthew chapter 8. There's a story where uh, Jesus is telling people, hey, come follow me, come follow me. And, and one of the, the guys listening, he says, I will come follow you, but first, let me go bury my father. Now that sounds like a, a very legitimate reason not to follow him in the moment. I'm going to give you kind of my translation here is what he's saying. He says, Jesus, I will follow you when this matter is settled. And he has an excuse. He has the most legitimate excuse you can come up with. And what Jesus says is, no, follow me today. What Jesus says is, there will always be reasons not to pursue him with your whole heart today. But what Jesus says is, follow me today. I was reading on my little uh, getaway or, or my, my time away at the castle in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 4, it's interesting. Moses starts out chapter 4 by telling the people uh, to listen to the laws and the decrees that God is giving us. He says, don't subtract uh, from them, don't add to them, just follow them. And he kind of lays out the two scenarios. He says, if you follow the commands of God, you will be so blessed that you will be so blessed that the surrounding nations, they'll look at you and they'll talk about how blessed you are, how favored you are by God. But on the other hand, he says, if you don't follow them, and then he kind of goes down this uh, worst case scenario road. He says, if you don't follow them and if you become corrupt, if you practice all sorts of evil and if you worship idols and false gods, you will certainly be scattered and destroys, uh, destroyed. So Moses paints this picture of how bad things can get if you uh, depart from God and depart from his will. It says things can get really, really bad for you. 
But then he throws in this beautiful three-letter word. I specify three letters of but. Uh, I want to put that on the screen in Deuteronomy 4.29. He says, but if from there, stay there for a minute, if from where, if from this place where you ha are so far gone, you feel irredeemable, if from that place where you are corrupt and you're, you're entangled in sin and, and you are, you're, you're, you're struggling and you're suffering and you feel just so far gone, Moses says, if from there, go ahead to the next one, if from there you will seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart and your soul. If from where, church? If from right here. Now, whether for you that's a place of sin or whether for you that's, that's a place of, of just spiritual cruise control or whether you're in a place of just a, a holding pattern in your pursuit of God, if from here, church, if you will pursue him with your whole heart, he attaches one of the most beautiful promises in Scripture. He says, you will find me. I've got a word for you, church. On January 3rd, 2021, God is saying today, if from here, if from this moment, you will seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. A few weeks ago, I wanted to give Emily a little bit of alone time in the house, so I rounded up the kids, and I said, we're going to go somewhere. Problem is, right now, you can't go anywhere, so pastors do what pastors do. I said, we're going to go to the church, and I, I said, uh, I've got a surprise for you when we get there, and then I had a, the drive here to think of a surprise for them, basically, <laughs> and I got here, and I said, what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to open up almost all of the church, and we're just going to have a church-wide hide-and-seek. So you guys can hide in any open room in the church. And I closed all the bathrooms. Don't worry, Emily. <laughs> now, there were, there were two things that you should know about this game of hide and seek. The first one is, and I think I even told the kids, if you just look for me, you'll find me. I'll make sure of it. If you look for me, you will find me. But you know, the other thing that I realized is that even as children, four and five-year-old, even as children, we desire to hide more than we desire to seek. You don't play hide and seek with many people that say, I want to be the one who's looking for everybody. Everybody wants to be the one hiding. Even from childhood, there is something in them we find it rooted in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve, they sinned against God. You know, repentance should be where we seek God. But from that moment, they begin hiding from God. And we find it even in children. But through the prophet Jeremiah, God spoke almost the exact same word that Moses did in Deuteronomy. In 29.11, he says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He says, then you will call on me and come to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you. Church, that is a key to the kingdom of God. When will you find God? When you seek him with all of your heart. But there's that promise again. I will be found by you. There is a desire in the heart of God that he wants to be found by you. 
That implies that he wants you to seek him. There isn't some code to crack or a secret password. It's just that simple. Pursue God and seek him. So we find it in Deuteronomy and then hundreds of years passed uh, and, and God says the exact same thing through Jeremiah. And then hundreds of years later, we get to the book of Revelation. Uh, in Revelation, John is writing to, to seven churches uh, at, at one moment and he gets to the church of Laodicea. And it's the church that you're probably familiar with because it's the one where, where God speaks to the people. He says, I see your works. I see everything about you, but I wish that you were either hot or cold. I wish that you were not uh, lukewarm. I wish you would make a decision. Are you all in or are you, are you all out? Now, remember, when, when John is writing this, the Bible says he's writing to the church. And he says, I just wish you were all in or all out. And he makes this promise that, actually, I want to read in Revelation uh, verse, or chapter 3, verse 19. So God says, I, I don't want you to be lukewarm. And then he says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. When he says repent, he's not saying, say you're sorry. He's saying, I want you to have a change of ways right now. I want you to have a change of heart. So he's been talking about being uh, kind of half in and half out. And he says, I want you to repent. And then he says this, here I am. This is, uh, the Bible says, this is the Spirit of God speaking to the church. He says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. He gives this image of intimacy with God, but he gives this image, again, written to the church, and he says, I am at the door. Can you just envision God on the other side of those closed doors right there, just knocking and saying, will someone let me in? I remember, this isn't in my notes, which usually means it's going to be the best thing of the day. <laughs> now, uh, I remember before Emily and I started dating, we were at a, a church in, in Florida. Uh, and, and to me, she was just the pretty girl in the back of the room uh, who I really wanted to ask out. But uh, I'd been building my confidence for about two years. That, at that point, I wasn't quite there. Uh, but uh, we had a prayer night at church that night. And I, Emily was in the back of the room with, with all of her friends. And I kind of just kind of stood there with my hands in my pocket. And they were all talking about going to Steak and Shake. So they all decided to go to Steak and Shake. And I couldn't just say, hey, can I go? But I kind of just stepped into the circle and just waited for an invite. And I'm just standing there just kind of... <laughs> and I'm just thinking, will somebody invite me in? Something so special could happen if you would just invite me along. And there are so many churches across America today where the Holy Spirit is on the other side of the door and they're saying it's safer if we don't invite you in. We have our routine. We have our agenda. But church, something so special could happen if we would open the door to the Holy Spirit and something so special could happen in your life if you would say, God, this is the year that I let you in. This is the day that I say it. It's not waiting until this matter is settled. Today, today I will pursue you with my whole heart. 
I should have put that in my notes, but it came out anyway. In Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, Renee, if you don't mind coming up. In Joshua chapter 3, the Israelites are coming to the Jordan River and they're not sure how they're going to cross the river. And Joshua gives the Israelites this command. He says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Uh, I'm challenging you, church, uh, over the next three days to participate in a fast with us. Uh, It's the first time we have ever called a corporate fast as a church. Uh, I'm encouraging you uh, to enter into a fast with us beginning tomorrow and ending Wednesday evening. Uh, Ron is going to have these forms at the back of the church, and all this is is it's a fasting 101. It tells you the do's and don'ts of fasting. For instance, drink a lot of water. Um, Don't spend your time watching TV. Spend your time in God's Word. But I want to encourage you, and it also has on here uh, that that it doesn't have to be food. I want to emphasize that. If you've ever had an eating disorder, uh, if you take food with medication, uh, if, if the doctor has told you you need to eat or anything like that, There are other things you can fast, uh, social media, coffee. Oh boy. Uh, But I think this is what God is calling us to do, is to consecrate ourselves with the belief that amazing things are about to happen. Can you stand with us, church? Uh, Renee is going to lead us in a song. Um, I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, Many of us probably remember this from uh, days past and maybe from uh, a lot of altar calls where we make a decision to, to follow Christ. Today I want you to sing these words not as this overarching decision of I'm going to be a Christian, but as a statement of saying, God, I will follow you right now. With all of my heart, I will pursue you right now. I'm not going to wait on these matters to be settled. I'm not going to wait to see what happens with this virus or anything else in my life. But today, I will set aside the limitations and I will make the decision that I will follow you with my whole heart. So as Renee leads us in these words, I want you to sing. uh, Sing from that perspective, church. Lord, my prayer is, um, Lord, for myself and for every individual person in this place that today would be a day that we make the decision for wholehearted pursuit. Lord, my prayer is for Cranberry Community Church as a whole, God, that we are a church that seeks after you. Lord, if we come in this place and and there's not a seat to be found, we seek after you. And if we come in this place and we're the only person here, that we seek after you, God. Lord, we pray you go with us this week, Lord that we invite you in in Jesus' name.
Amen. Church, I just before we go, I just want to make it as practical as I can. Uh, when we're talking about taking steps of wholehearted pursuit, uh, the first thing is what we talked about last, uh, last month, abiding in Christ. That means recognizing that through the Holy Spirit, God is right there with you and next to you everywhere you go. And when we take the time to be present with Him, that's the first step. Be present with Him. Prayer. Pray to Him. And especially if you participate on this fast, it's, it's written on here several times that fasting without prayer is called a diet. It's called going hungry. We're calling you to be a people of prayer. So abide in Him, be a people of prayer, and be a people who are in God's Word. If we fed our children once a week on Sunday mornings, our children would be taken away from us. I cannot be your only source of, uh, of spiritual food. Uh, when you leave this place, open your Bible, get into your Bible. Prayer, the Word of God, and abiding in Christ. Can we do that together? Somebody say 2021, that's going to be too long, don't repeat it. But 2021 is going to be a good year, a better year than 2020, because it's pretty much got to be, all right? <laughs> Lord, go with us this week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here, church. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for a new message every single week. And as always, from all of us at Cranberry Community Church, may God bless you.